0: At Russia, the threats are close to home. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, I always talk about what I think are the most important stories of the week. Not necessarily the biggest ones, the ones with the deepest implications for our future, stuff we need to watch out for, the real meaning uh, or implications of the story rather than just the spin and the narrative that you're hearing in the mainstream. Uh, But not everyone has the same priorities. So sometimes the stories I pick are not the stories that everybody thinks are super important. So for example, my mom, she calls me, She usually calls me every week and says, you know, what are you going to talk about this week? And uh, and it's funny because she she reprimands me because she says, you think everything is fake. But then when Trump, she's a huge Trump supporter, when Trump started saying everything was fake, then everything he says is fake. She says is fake. But anyway, she listens. So sorry, mom. But it's true. I do feel a little bit um, like you favor Trump over me. Uh, but her big story of the week is the Preakness. So after this show, at 6.48 is the gate time or whatever of the Preakness, which is one of the Triple Crown races. And it's only two minutes, so you kind of maybe want to tune in at 6.47 and a half. But... Um, she wanted me to tell my kids, which I forgot to tell them, that the horses she bet on for them were numbers 6, 7, and 8. She didn't even know the names of them, but she says, tell them you know when they're watching the Preakness so they know which one to root for. So uh, I'm not sure they were planning on watching the Preakness, but um, we, I'll be home by then. I will definitely uh, be with them rooting for what's probably a $2 bet. Uh, so she didn't know the names, just the numbers. And uh, But while she had me on the line... She told me that there was uh, some kind of cutie running for governor in Georgia. So I uh she's I, I didn't she didn't know his name and I'm asked I'm wondering who it was and she said I would know because he's uh the cute one. But it, it was a little confusing because when she calls Ron Paul her cutie. So I feel like if you're only an 89-year-old woman, you can call an 80-year-old man a cutie. So I was a little baffled that maybe the one I thought was cute was not the one she thought was cute. But I'm assuming it's Michael Williams, mostly because he has that kind of what certainly is a very effective PR stunt, um, the deportation bus, because it's getting news in new york my mother lives in new york and and he's i think he's in last place uh on the governor's primary race for the republicans but he's the one she knows because he got national press from this so that just goes to show you uh the value of some of these things um anyway so we are going to talk about the georgia elections this week there's a primary on may 22nd across the board a lot of races um and my favorite local activist, Garland Favorito of voterga.org, uh, is going to be on the show again. I rarely have guests, but I make an exception for people who I think uh, are on you know, doing good work and can make a difference locally. And Garland's one of those people, and it's very relevant as elections come up because he follows election, he works for election integrity. And he follows some of this stuff very closely. And he has some really uh, interesting insights on what I think might be as important a race as the governor's race, if not more so. That's in the primary. So stay tuned. He's going to be on from five to six. He's going to tell us uh, about that. You're going to want to hear. And also he has a bombshell to drop about one of the GOP candidates for governor. So uh, you're definitely going to want to hear that. I know I have a lot of listeners from outside Georgia, but Garland is fascinating. You're going to want to hear. He has some real insights about elections, and uh, he's kind of changing my view. I'm so cynical politically because I don't really have a lot of faith that we're even getting the people we elect I know the media influences, the special interest influences, who we even get to choose from, but I've been doing this for six years, talking, talking, um, being cynical, and and things are getting worse, and nothing is changing, and I kind of decided that I, for one, i am going to take a more positive attitude and try to actually... Um, Make a difference, even if it just means kicking the can down the road to protect our rights and privileges. So that's why I am uh, more and more interested in what Garland has to say, what a great resource he is for our community. Uh, And then but there's even more important stuff, in my opinion, this week. I know Binkley thinks that the royal wedding was the most important story of the week. So, isn't that...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping to see the uh, queen do the chicken dance at the reception.
0: <laughs> that would be quite a sight. She was quite festive in her lime green attire. But I have to say, I hate this stuff. I absolutely do not like anything soap opera-y. I can't even watch Fox or CNN because I think the Russian stuff is so soap opera-y. But when you tweeted something out... um basically with the vomit emoji (laughs) about some of this this royal wedding stuff it was like it it was like i was transported to the doctor's office and had a people magazine next to me i just could not resist the urge to click on the link and then there i was looking at at the at the wedding and and i've got to tell you that dress is gorgeous it's gorgeous. It is unusually tasteful for a royal wedding.
1: You know, the female fascination with weddings is one of society's most unexamined problems.
0: <laughs> and they're going out of style. They're actually morphing into photo opportunities. So you do all that stuff and then you don't actually even do the chicken dance.
1: And you're celebrating something that has a 50% chance of ending in fail- failure and devastating people.
0: I think that's stat. Is exaggerated, but I take your point. I think this particular marriage, I am not trying, I, I find it unlikely that it thrives.
1: You know what people should do? The tradition should be it's easy to get married. Anybody can get married. People yeah. should celebrate a 15 year anniversary.
0: More than, yes, kind of like, yes, yes. So uh, staying power. Yes. Yes, that, that you don't get the party. Until we're go. sure it's gonna stick, because, yeah. <laughs> because like, what do you do with all the presents? You know, these people you get China and stuff. You're gonna, you get to keep it, even though you duped everybody. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> no, sorry, that's not right. I mean, it, it's a very serious matter. It does hurt people. Uh, I don't like it, and um, I, I don't. I actually don't even want. I shouldn't joke about it, but I do believe that. I uh, maybe the royal culture and the Hollywood culture are are actually much closer than I think. It seems to me they're far apart, but actually maybe not.
1: It seemed to be one and the same to me. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> well, I think we probably spent more time on that than <laughs> it deserves, and and it's actually very hard because the one of the other big stories, which I do think has implications, is a very tragic story if reports are to be believed of the uh, shooting in Texas at a high school, Santa Fe high school in Texas. I never believe the official narratives about this stuff. I personally, uh, you know, every form of crime is going down except for these school shootings seem to just be absolutely epidemic. And uh, 40% of the resources of this country are absorbed by the governments of this country and they can't, prevent this they're absolutely powerless I just I don't believe the official narratives or the media reports of the details and the implications of these stories I believe it's uh, part of some kind of gun control maybe Operation Gladio if you know what that is if you don't know what that is go to propagandareportdaily.com I think I just reposted uh, one of our first and I think best episodes episode four where I talk about uh, these kind of operations historically but what's what I think is um, kind of a bummer is that Rand Paul has been pretty prominent in talking about this, and he mentioned in passing that his nephew, who I guess was is, I guess it's his blood nephew, Ron Paul's grandson, was the principal of that exact school just a couple of months ago. It's in Ron Paul's district. And when Sheriff Israel was talking about the Parkland shooting, I did not hesitate to bring out that he was a coach there. His kids had recently graduated from that school. I find it fishy when people are deeply connected to these things and then end up to be the face of it. I don't like it. Bums me out as a libertarian. um, To think that uh, Rand is cooperating with a deeper agenda, I don't like that. And what makes me really think it's a deeper agenda is that He is uh, talking about arming government agents at the schools rather than a very obvious and libertarian alternative that his father just wrote a book about called The School Revolution, where online homeschooling, especially in Texas, where you can pack heat and stop somebody at the absolute border of your property. Nothing could be safer for the body and the mind of your child than homeschooling in Texas. So, I don't know why they're not talking about it. It it really bums me out. Um, there is a uh, another agenda that's coming from this uh, the Texas school shooting that I identified coming out of the Parkland school shooting. I want to um, let me cut to a break. Then I'll tell you what that second agenda is. We'll get to a tweet from uh, from y'all. Binkley will read it to us at Monica Perez Show. And you can call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
2: Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
0: So we're talking about many things, many things in the news this week. I did want to make a couple of points about the Texas shooting, although that isn't what I want to focus on um, for the rest of the show but I wanted to point out one that there were a couple of agendas at work here uh, two agendas that came out of the parkland shooting that I think are being um, served by this one I just talked about was that uh, they want to put armed guards I actually predicted at the beginning of the year that one of the top 10 things or whatever that we'd see in 2018 was like armed guards in normal places and this is so I was, saying Rand Paul is saying, oh, we need to arm people at the school instead of saying homeschool your kids, which is what his father promotes is homeschooling. So that's kind of weird to me. He's playing into the dialectic and it's a classic dialectic. So if you don't know what dialectic is, it's this idea of you have one idea, then you have an opposing idea. And uh, the real goal of the agenda of the people who put this idea and the opposing idea, the thesis and the antithesis out there, is actually what ends up being the synthesis of those two ideas, which is what they're really after. And this is the best example I've ever seen, which is gun control advocates want to disarm citizens. And then this other idea of arming, putting armed guards at schools uh, is the other side. And so what the synthesis is, is both of those things. So that the gun control advocates will get some gun control legislation, and then the people who want to militarize the schools, although they don't couch it like that, that's ultimately what the result will be. It's not that they're uh, they're promoting more government agents being armed. That's what you get. And that I don't think that's necessarily better. And then the other agenda item, which I talked about after Parkland tweeted about it, At Monica Perez show was um, and it was something that originated in Texas at the George W. Bush Elementary School that got a Wall Street Journal article in March for how it was surveillance perfect. It has no trees or bushes that might get in the way of security cameras, no doorway niches or nooks. So you literally could not pick your nose as a little kid and have it not flash across the screen of the central scrutinizer in the principal's office. It's perfect surveillance. And they're talking about having reducing all the exits to one. That, I think, is not really what they're proposing. They're just proposing it as something impossible that would be very intrusive and disruptive. And then they'll come out with saying yes, but Perfect surveillance. You don't even notice it. Let's revamp the schools like that. The governor came out immediately after the shooting and said, we need to restructure every single one of these existing schools according to our new plans. I I just smell a rat up and down with that from cronyistic spending to total surveillance. Um, Kind of the choice between the exits and the surveillance is like withholding tax. They can charge you a lot more in taxes if they know that it, that you won't notice it, if you don't have to write the check. So if you don't have to pass through the metal detector, people aren't going to care as much for total audio and visual surveillance at all times. That is what I think, um, you know, those are the agenda items I see rolling out. We're going to switch uh, topics and talk about uh, the big news on the Russia investigation after the break. Give me a call, 404-872-0750, 800 wsb talk or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
2: Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB.
0: I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. And uh, we were hitting some of the biggest stories of the week one, two, three before the break. But I want to change gears a little bit uh, and talk about the Russia stuff. What came out this week, the Senate Intelligence Committee confirms what I thought was a totally flimsy intelligence agency, uh, what do you call it, like consensus that Russia deliberately interfered with our elections and all this kind of stuff. I generally dismiss that stuff as partisanship and divisiveness a uh, way to delegitimize the president and create more conflict between Democrat voters and Republican voters and distract them from the fact that our rights and privileges are being stripped away uh and and the mainstream media barely covers it <clears throat> it's just the activists are never the, the activists that are getting 24 7 coverage on CNN aren't Fifth Amendment activists, you know, they're not civil liberties activists, which is supposedly something from the left. They're not anti-war activists, which is supposedly something from the left. So I consider all this stuff contrived, but I have to say, Bankley really um dug a little deeper, peeled the onion for me on that. But let's button up our the last couple of issues we were talking about and um launch into this one. Binkley, my producer, who provides so much of this great research um, and also technical stuff and reads my tweets. So tell me, uh, Binkley, if you've got some tweets for us.
1: I do. I have a tweet from JJ, who tweets. That is a unpleasant thought about Rand Paul, but it only matters that people it only matters if people follow the personality instead of the principle.
0: Yeah, JJ is talking about um, before the break, I said uh, I thought it was weird in the Texas shooting that Rand Paul's nephew had been the principal of that school up until a few months ago. And that Rand Paul himself, instead of promoting uh, what's an obvious solution and derives directly from his father's book, The School Revolution, would be to encourage people to bring their kids home and do online homeschooling. And protect them yourselves. Don't send them to the public schools as a, a and and protect both their bodies and their minds. And I just I'm uh, I'm so disappointed that he's taking that position. That I'm actually uh, feel like he's serving a you know a deeper agenda, and uh, it bums me out because I love his dad. <laughs> I interviewed his dad. Um, I also mentioned earlier my mom calls Ron Paul her cutie. You know, so I feel like uh, my dad used to contribute to him. My father had nine kids, was a truck driver, he used to send money to Texas to Ron Paul on his congressional bids, just as somebody to put somebody in Congress who defended the Bill of Rights. Uh, but I don't want to get back into that stuff. Let's uh, let's keep going. What else you got, Bank?
1: I have one from Mateo who tweets: Even ESPN is showing athletes and coaches saying that we have to do something about guns. There's no escaping the gun control agenda. It seems.
0: Yeah, whereas um, they're fish in a barrel in public schools. Take them out of the public schools. Why isn't it a public school, you know, an anti-public school agenda? Why isn't that what the right is picking up on instead of arm more government agents? You know, I mean, that's not that's not certainly not a libertarian viewpoint. Uh, All right. Um, So if you want to hear a little bit of that discussion, we always post the commercial free podcast of uh, our own podcast and the WSB show at com, after maybe a couple of days when it comes up on WSB. um, And Binkley, why don't you... There was one tweet I saw after we did our last podcast that I think will help us um, introduce the new topic.
1: We got a tweet from Nate, who tweeted, In my opinion, that's the best podcast episode you guys have made to date. That was the most cogent argument on the topic I've heard. And he's referring to the topic about... The Russia investigation and the whole Russian interference.
0: All right. Um, I want to take a quick call and then we'll get to that. 404 1 800 WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Larry in Atlanta. Hi, Larry. You're on with Monica.
2: Hey, Monica. Uh, I heard you mention the intelligence report.
0: From the
2: yep. Now, I completely dismissed it as soon as I read that three of the people they relied on for information to come to this conclusion were Comey, Clapper, and Brennan.
0: Oh, yeah. There are Are they not all known liars?
2: <laughs> exactly. I don't know why. I, as soon as I read that in the paragraph, I quit reading the story.
0: Yeah, that's how I view. Uh, thank you very much for the call, Larry. That's how I view the um, this all the coverage of this. But when as just a bunch of partisan smoke and mirrors, milking it for ratings, uh, creating divisiveness on topics that, that don't divide left and right. I mean, it's just, it's not a policy topic. And delegitimizing the president, president based on that is so much less effective. It's really a time waster, energy waster than it would be if we actually looked at the policies that we agreed with across uh, states on the federal level. You don't, You can even have your liberal California conservative Alabama, You just we can we can join together and defend the 10th Amendment and then nobody even has to secede uh, like California wants to. Um, So, Binkley, why don't you, you know, but but what you pointed out to me is that that this Russia thing. Yes, perhaps it serves that agenda. I think for sure it does, but it serves another agenda. How do you want to uh, I loved what the clips you played for me and how you explained it on the podcast. What um, bring it?
1: Okay, as you said a moment ago, history teaches us that countries all over the world conduct propaganda against other countries and try to influence the elections of other countries. This isn't new. It also teaches us that we've been conned before by focusing on the wrong country that's propagandizing us. And with that said, I found it odd, I've always found it odd, that we've only focused on Russia – when it comes to who's behind election interference or or whatever is going on, especially when there is a guy named Sir Alexander Wood who is a member of the Chatham House, and what I believe is called also called the International. It's an international. Chatham think House tank. is the
0: Royal um, Institute for International Affairs. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's one of the most powerful think tanks. That's
0: a CFR. That's the parent... And the sister,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: or the sister of this of CFR Council of Foreign Relations, Stacey Abrams, uh, organization.
1: Exactly. So Sir Andrew Wood played a major role in the Russian dossier thing, and the more you look into it, oh, so this is a an agent of a foreign government, yeah. England, influencing
0: our uh, voter perceptions through propaganda and information true or true or false like they don't even say that the information is false but that's what you're so now you're telling me is, you have evidence that england is actually for sure doing what this year and a half long russia investigation is supposed to be doing about russia
1: it appears they've been conducting a psyop towards russia for the past two and a half three years perhaps longer against
0: russia in the united states yes Or in the world. In In the world, but also in
1: the United States, because the United States has always been a focus of the UK. They always have to get us aligned with them. This is historically true. And they've used propaganda time and time again to do this. So there's there's a precedent here. And that's not to say that Russia is innocent of everything. It's to say we should investigate all of the potential actors, you know? So... Sir Andrew Wood, the media talks about him like he's just a guy who just passed off the Russian dossier or who just alerted John McCain to the Russian dossier. And that's it. But he actually he was a lot more involved with with that. He Sir Andrew Wood was Christopher Steele's mentor. He consulted. So Christopher
0: Steele's dossier is yeah. the it's the, it, there's just one. Right. And it's the one where uh, supposedly Donald Trump, this is the thing that makes it completely ridiculous on its face to me, that Donald Trump paid prostitutes to do filthy things um, because he hates Obama so much. And like that's literally what's in it, right? Actually even says what his motive was, I hate Obama, something like that. So every single one of those details makes me dismiss it because... uh, Donald Trump is a notorious cheapskate germaphobe. This is a guy who's not paying sex workers for sex. You know what I mean? I don't think that's my feeling. I've always felt that you you completely exposed, if you will, Stormy Daniels as a longtime political operative. Highly unlikely that she and and actually she did not make the public eye because of her of a relationship with Trump. She made it because of her. Um, running for office in Florida some years ago. That's 2011, in al- nine. That's in al- Yeah, that's in our last show. If you have the episode, what's the episode for that?
1: That's episode 96. That right. episode.
0: So, um, and that, that, and this is another lie that these people, they're always presented as having emotional problems. That's why, and that's a diversion from looking at us, looking at what could be the rational motives behind some of these news stories? Who's interest, qui bono, who benefits? That's always the question you ask, always, 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 for a crime, for a story, for a political agenda, always ask that. And the answer seems to be increasingly, well, you can't ask that question because this guy's just crazy so yeah. it's not about rational it's not the it's always motiveless because the motives are clear the motives are personal gain and all you have to do then is investigate what the personal gain might be anyway keep going
1: okay so the thing to know about sir andrew wood is that he is an associate fellow of the Russia and Eurasia program at this Chatham House. Again,
0: and, I have to say, just because the primary is coming up between the two Stacys on the Democrat side, Stacey Abrams has such a long list of internships. And one of, and one of them is about Russia and one is about East Asia. I mean, this is her crowd. Yeah. Straight
1: up. Absolutely. Yeah. And he is mentor to Christopher Steele, as mentioned. He consulted on the dossier with Steele. He told Christopher Steele that... His only choice, the only moral choice that he has, is to give the dossier to Americans. And then he arranged for John McCain. He sought out John McCain and had John McCain meet him at a secret meeting in Canada at an international security conference. And he told John McCain about the dossier, and he said that he would arrange for John McCain to get the dossier. So he had a very active role in the whole thing. He's an associate of Orbis, which is the firm that Fusion GPS hired to conduct the opposition research.
0: And Fusion GPS is an American company, right? Do you happen to know?
1: I don't know. I,
0: I believe Fusion GPS, the purpose of using a middleman like that is that it kind of launders the interference by making the direct connection an American company, which yeah. makes it not, anyway. But I think you we've got like another minute or whatever. Do we want to wait for the clip or you want to finish something? I
1: can tease a clip that we're going to play. What to really know about Wood is, on top of all of that, is that since at least 2008, he's been writing about how Russia is the biggest obstacle to the international order, the biggest threat to the international order, and they cannot be integrated into it as long as Putin is in charge. And he's been writing about ways to control Russia, essentially, for a long, long time. So that's why his role in this dossier thing There's a lot more to it than meets the eye. We're going to play some clips that are very revealing about his intentions here in a moment.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm dying to hear them. I, I probably have heard them all, but I want to hear them all again. I really do, because I actually had heard them before. You had played them for me and sent them to me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. And, like, you just said something last time about it just was so clear where this all was coming from or, you know, originated uh, so I do want to hear it again. 404 one 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show.
2: Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750. WSB.
0: We are talking about so much that's going on this week. Uh, I am dying to hear what Binkley... He actually has more stuff than I've even heard about what he thinks, and I am now convinced, is really behind uh, the the Russia operation. <laughs> no matter which side you're on in this country, obviously there is a Russia um, propaganda operation afoot. But we did open a couple of other topics up that uh, are big this week, the Texas shooting, for one thing. Um, and so I am going to take a call in this. Uh, and before we get back to the Russia stuff on that, Steve and Lawrenceville, you're on with Monica.
2: Hey, Monica. Hi, Steve. How are
0: you? Good. How are you doing?
2: Good, good. Um, I wanted to comment on the school shooting.
0: Yes. And so I was
2: working earlier today. I'm a plumber here in Atlanta. And um, uh, my customer at one point today was a Gwinnett County uh, officer uh, who is works for Gwinnett County. And uh, he he works at a school, so he's a school. What do they call those folks? Resource officer. That's it. That's it. Um, but he was saying, I, I was saying to him, I mean, it's it's so stupid simple. You just you restrict access. Everybody walks under a metal detector. Uh, and there's an officer there at the beginning of the first, you know, when people are coming in for that hour or whatever, and and uh, if somebody sets it off, you have, you have wand them. And, and that's it. And then every exit, and ent- every entrance is, is restricted, right? And he said, that's exactly what we already do here in Gwinnett County. Uh, he said, he said uh, it's the largest uh, school system in the state of Georgia, um, like fifth in the entire United States, and all of the schools are locked down. You can't get in from outside uh, except with a video, you know, so they have on the main entrance. You can come in through there, but they're, uh, you have to be buzzed in. And so, See, but, why
0: aren't schools doing that? Well, I, I personally, I really resent that the war on terror and now these mass shootings and prior to that, the drug war are all used to get us to argue about what's the best way to search us, to surveil us. I don't like it. I don't, I believe these official narratives are spun to get these things implemented for reasons other than our safety, for total control, total surveillance. And I don't like it. But I love the call. Thank you, Steve. Uh, we're going to get back to the Russia stuff in a second at Monica Perez Show.